Hello, you are very welcome back to the Mac Music Radio Show with me, your host, Darren McNulty. I hope you're all keeping well and wherever you're listening to, it's still bright. I always find it funny that every year I am surprised in April that it's bright, like eight, half eight in the evening. I don't know why I'm surprised. I've had 21 years of experience of it. But anyway, let's stick to the music, shall we? Um, So in today's show, we are going to be playing pretty much from the get-go with Say the Night Will Never Come from Radio Outsider. But later on today's show, we will be discussing all the amazing new music that has been coming out of Ireland in the last four or five months. Uh, It's been an incredible year for Irish music. And to prove that, we will will be reviewing the For Those I Love album later on in the show but for now I'm going to stick with the song I talked about a minute ago this is Rowdy Outsider bringing us Say the Night Will Never Come There's a lie behind everyone There's a truth behind drunken fun There's a comfort in forgetting what you've done
was Rowdy Outsider bringing us Say the Night Will Never Come. I've some very exciting news with those guys. Um, I've had them on the show before, I've played that song before, and it got a fantastic reaction actually. I remember a lot of people were ranting and raving about it, rightfully so at the time. But the fantastic news is they do have a new single coming out, which is just fantastic. And this song is called Sunday Afternoon and it drops on April the 16th. So that's a Friday. So that's not this Friday, that's next Friday coming. I want everybody to drop what they're doing right now and go pre-save that single. It's available to pre-save off of their Instagram bio. If you want to hit up DistroKid, it's on that as well. The song itself is called Sunday Afternoon. And as I said, it's out on Friday, April 16th. Some fantastic stuff coming from those guys. They were meant to open for Azan when gigs used to be a thing. And no doubt that will come back around for them when the gigs do come back out onto the scene. But until then, go download their new single. Go get ready to hype, like, follow the hell out of them because they're just going to be absolutely amazing. We're going to jump into another artist I've actually featured on the show before as well. I featured him last month and his name is Untold Poet and the song I'm going to play for you now is called Pieces and it features Megan Rose as well. Um, kind of that like the streets vibe about it, you know, like that spoken word bringing his own um, spin on it as well, pretty much bit more serious than, than the streets would be so very very cool song and I want you guys to check it out and t- t- well let me know what you think this is pieces from untold poet look untold poet Megan Rose Pieces, look I be dancing with the devil It's been pedal to the metal Feel there's no one on my level I got highs and lows and I don't know when I'll settle Let the reaches reach and let the preachers preach Cause wisdom listen, Jerry knowledge speaks Let the keepers keep and let the losers weep Cause this whole love dog I'm still digging deep I mean I ain't even seen it We ain't even rolled yet Keep telling me to come quick I'm dealing with my own this is now to the bad habit Know it's wrong but I gotta have it Turn the page to a blank canvas Too late, I'm already damaged You can take a piece of me But you can't take my heart You can hate a lot of me But you've not been there from the start You can take a piece of me But you can't take my soul You can hate a I'm messed up, I'm out of sync, so loved up and on the brink So far gone, it's hard to think, my latitude is on the blink And you picture perfect when the picture ain't See the black and white and all the shades of grey So let the fake is fake and let the haters hate Cause you can't get lost on a road that's straight See the lightning and I hear the thunder Still keep it 100 I see the heightening and it makes me wonder Still keep it 100% again and again Relent and repent the hours we spend The puzzles we figure, the picture's much bigger Remember my brother, your mind is the trigger You can take a piece of me But you can't take my heart You can hate a lot of me But you've not been there from the start You can take a piece 
Untold Poet bringing us pieces featuring Megan Rose. Uh, I want to move straight on to the new Irish music segment of the show. Over the last month there has been an incredible amount of music released in Ireland and even since the beginning of the year really there's been loads coming out so I'll give you a quick rundown about what's been happening over the last four months. So first of all we've got new releases from Tom Southern. Tom used to be in a band called Southern with his sister Lucy Gaffney who you might recognise from a lot of features on Hot Press. I think she's done a live show for Hot Press over the weekend actually and she'd been featured on Golden Pleck and everything like that. Um, also I had an interview with myself on themacmusic.com, make sure you go check that out. But I actually then had an interview with Tom, as I said, he'd released a new song called Soul Singer there a couple of weeks ago. And Tom is an incredible producer who has been working with a lot of different people from all kind of backgrounds and even this talk of him making a soundtrack for the new Sopranos film. So that's something that could be definitely worth keeping an eye on. As I said, an interview is coming with Tom this week, so make sure you keep an eye on the Mac Music website to have a read of that. Rory and the Island have released a single called Miss This. Definitely worth checking out as well. I'd interview Rory himself, his name is Rory Gallagher and he released a song called Miss This a couple of weeks back as well. Uh, outside of Ireland actually, I'm just looking at one here, um, an artist called Girl in Red with Serotonin. Girl in Red, I don't know if you guys know about Girl in Red or not, but definitely someone who has been climbing the scene and I actually think Ireland haven't noticed her that much and it's really a shame because it is it's something definitely worth keeping an eye on. But the project that we're gonna focus on today with the interview with Kaylin Coffey was the int- was the release from David Balf. David Balf, of course, is known as For Those I Love. And this project, you know, we- we'll get into it as, as, the, as the interview goes on. And I apologize for my audio recording on my end. My microphone decided to give up on me, I think, halfway through, but not halfway through. From the very get-go, it's a bit loud. So I'm, bit, I'm editing it, but I can't promise anything. But the album itself is quite, you know, it's it's quite a serious album and it's quite dark and it came from somewhere maybe about two or three years ago and it discusses the themes of, um, like, you know, suicide and life and death and all those kind of things. So if you're, if you're still up for listening to the interview, it's great. It's a great talk. I mean, like, the, the release is fantastic. It's an amazing album. It'll certainly be up for album of the year by the end of the year. So it is certainly worth keeping an eye out on. But yeah, we'll jump into that in a minute. There's also another release from Post Party. You may remember these guys from an interview I brought them onto the show. Uh, not last month, but the month beforehand. And we had a great talk. And that was actually great feedback off that as well. Because people really enjoyed the guys. They're a lot of fun to deal with. And they, <laughs> I highly recommend going back and listening to that show as well, actually. Because uh, Keelan and Matthew are fantastic guys to deal with. And they're fantastic guys to have a chat with as well. So I highly recommend listening back on that one. But for now, yeah, I'm going to jump straight back into this interview now with Kaylin and myself. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. Again, the audio is a bit strange, so I apologize for that. But you can hear Kaylin perfectly, and that's all that really matters. I know he's listening to the show right now as well. So Kaylin, listen, you come across great, and that's all that matters. <laughs> so listen, I hope you enjoy it. And let me know what you think of the album, and make sure you go listen to the album as well. So this is the interview with Kaylin Coffey, with me, your host, Darren McNulty. I am delighted to be joined with Kaylin Coffey. Kaylin, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. How are you doing today? I'm tipping along. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. It's your first time on the show. 
Yeah, it's very exciting now. I'm looking forward to kind of getting doing a deep dive on this absolutely incredible album. Um, mm. But I obviously have some thoughts, some of which you'll agree with, some of which you'll disagree with, and some of which you'll want to pin my face on a dartboard <laughs> and throw darts right through my eyes. Well, listen, it wouldn't be a chat with ourselves if that wasn't the case. <laughs> I think that's very the, true. That's the point. Yeah. And yeah. OK, so I assume that you're slightly scared for this album review. And I think actually if anyone should be scared, it should be the listener because we're about to get pretty deep into this into, into mm. this album. So um, first of all, I suppose I'll just give a quick rundown as to who For Those I Love is. So For Those I Love is one artist. His name is David Balfe. And he is a, he's from Kulak in Dublin and he was previously in a punk rock, punk rock band called Burnt Out. They And they were releasing music in around 2016, again from, from Dublin and Kulak. Um, uh, David is 30 years old and has only recently started doing his own solo stuff under the title For Those I Love. Um, the music he's releasing is spoken word over a lot of electronic beats and it has been there have been three or four singles released over the last I'd say six months which led to this album all of which were leading up to this album there were singles taken from the album and eventually to be released and one of the things that I suppose that we should really point out from the get-go about this is a lot of it is in relation to and the foundation of this album was built off a friend of David's called Paul Curran who unfortunately took his life around 2018 and 2019 sorry um, and unfortunately, at the time, it was a really rough time for David. And as a result, this music started to come out and it was an incredible release for him. And the album, like, as you can expect, is quite heavy. So I think that a lot of the topics we'll be talking about can be quite heavy, but still, it doesn't like, you know, it adds to the album. It's still an amazing album. He's still like, it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing collection of work. And yeah, I really wanted to get you on board and have a chat about this album because I think mm -hmm. we've been, We've been waiting for this one for a while. You started pushing me on For Those I Love around like December in 2020 mm. and I was having none of it. Purely just... <laughs> <laughs> and like, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even that I listened and went, no, it was that I didn't even listen. I was, <laughs> I was a busy man. So I didn't even get time to have like a proper deep dive into any of the music that had been coming out. To be honest, from my perspective, it all just kind of blew up, right? It all just kind of happened in, in one go. Yeah, um, I think what's really important about this album is the fact that it came out two years ago. Uh, it came out two years ago originally as a very DIY project. It was kind of available on Spotify and Apple Music for about for about three weeks, I'd say, until September Records got in contact with David and obviously said, look, we really want to give this proper push because it was kind of underground. Nyler and the likes of Golden Pleck got emails, but not, not many more. Mm -hmm. um, so the record has been out, but then after three weeks, it disappeared as September Records got involved, which in itself is an interesting dichotomy. Uh, because if you listen to a lot of the interviews around the project, he did a really good one with May Kay for other voices. Um, he brings up the topic of his uncertainty around the project's release um, and how he's scared of releasing the project and things like that, which in and of itself is absolutely understandable. But then it, it, it raises the interesting question of that's okay, but you've done it before. You've, you've done mm. this before and it was your decision to put it on a bigger stage, if you know what I mean. So any mm. fear that you have of say it being reviewed by the Guardian or Clash or all these publications mm. across the world is something he's already experienced because it's received 
acclaim across the board, pretty much. It was the Guardian's album of the week. Uh, even in 2019, it was Nyla 9's album of the week. Dylan Murphy, who's now at District, but was at Golden Plaque, gave it a, a five and a half, four and a half out of five um, when he reviewed it in July of 2019. Um, so the acclaim has always been there, and it's been a project that a lot of people have been waiting a very long time for. But for the majority, it is a, a case of okay, this was a name we kind of heard in 2019 and then it disappeared for two years. And then then we're here now and all of a sudden come, I'd say November, it's pretty much been all yeah. we've been hearing about. The name's been everywhere. The public, mm-hmm. like the publicity has been absolutely incredible. His PR company is doing a hell of a job. They put a stone with his name on it. I think in Kulak, I presume. His collaborations <laughs> with Shelburne FC have been absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been, It's I wouldn't say it's a case of this suddenly appearing, but it is a case of it's a very well-designed PR campaign to make it appear as though it's just come out of nowhere, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, from what I read up about the um, album itself and you talking about it being out, and I think you said 2019 when it was out originally, it, you said, you know, it was only out for about three weeks. And from what I kind of got from that was it didn't sound like it was the same album. As in, I think that there were a lot of changes that led to it being re-released in 2021, right? I mean, I think that there was this kind of complete change for it and kind of the reason it was taking off, taken off Spotify and iTunes and all of these different platforms was because he wanted to take it back, work on it mm. again with September recordings mm. and try it again. With that and, and put, mm. Yeah, exactly. And, and to try that again. And, you know, I think that like this is a, it, one of the like beautiful things about this album is how fantastically like real it is and how fantastically honest it keeps hitting at every every turn like there yesterday a couple of days only a few days after it being released and um, there was serious issues with sampling and one of the songs had actually like disappeared off spotify i texted mm. you in a panic when i was doing like all the listens for it before this in yeah. before this chat before this review mm. and, I was going, and that's why you use apple right that that's why no you know apple use it. <laughs> no that's no 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 you 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 listen on spotify but you support on bandcamp that's how it works that's how the music industry works like that's honestly it but no i think I, and i don't have an iphone so i don't even know how that would be possible but um i think that there has been a lot of problems that that have come with the album but it's nearly perfect like that juxtaposition Mm. because it's like it's it's an imperfect album because there's so many like honest hurtful truth in it and I think that that's what really sticks out for the whole album the second song on the album you stayed for such to live and was the song that had been taken off Spotify we assume for sampling issues we don't really know what happened there but it was quite and um, people were quite upset about it, I think, at the time, because mm. they were like, oh, we want to hear it. And that's the one thing about this album, and we'll, we will get into this pretty quickly and pretty soon. It follows an order. You have to listen to it in the order that it's delivered to you. There's no, you don't hit this on the car and shuffle. You know, it's not mm. that album. That's not what this is for. It's a project. It's an absolute, like, I can kind of see in the future, David, maybe moving away from For Those I Love and going into something that reflects a different aspect of his life completely. I don't know if he'll mm. stick with this because I think this is like, maybe it's Such a complete a, project. Mm, yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think like, you know, um, that's probably why we can see David want to release this now at this point and maybe move on with something else in the future. Mm, yeah. Um, look, obviously we'll, we'll turn to the future when we discuss the music itself, but it, it is my presumption and, 
like my belief that this is is a very Paul Curran inspired album. Yeah. Um, it's a very yeah. Paul Curran inspired project and one that I can't see for those I love following up as for those I love because they are so inter interlinked and um, I think we will see David Balfe in some way shape or form but I don't think it will be with this project but we can obviously get into that a little later but as you said this is pretty much uh, the perfect album obviously I Have a Love was I believe it was released maybe in October November of last year as a single um, absolutely as always captivating uh, it was one of the tracks he played on Other Voices. Again, incredible when he played it in December. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, I believe it's on the, the RT player at the moment. Um, would highly recommend checking that out. Um, and that it really is like it's a motif that's heard throughout the throughout the album. Um, it's obviously how he's been feeling. Um, but I think the way it kind of jumps in and out of the project. As you said, it is very much an album that you need to listen to for starts and finish, from start to finish. Okay, there are tracks that maybe you could take out and put in the playlist, um, one of which would be obviously Birthday, The Pain, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is absolutely fantastic, which kind of arrives at the right point. You arguably could have put it uh, before Shape of You, um, but that's just me being petty. Um, <laughs> but it, it really is a remarkable, remarkable project. Um, yeah. And one that... I think it's arrived at the perfect time. You know, I think the stars have aligned for him um, in the way that, you know, everyone's kind of, you don't feel like obviously no one has been through his, his experiences. No one's lost a friend in that way, but a little bit of all of us have lost a connection with people, Mm -hmm. um, which while not relatable or not directly correlated to, to the death or the the tragedy that has taken place in, in David's life, but it is somewhat, you know, those links are there and those emotions are there of feeling Mm -hmm. grief for the times that could have been the times that should have been. Um, and the times that hopefully we'll have back, you know, for times Mm -hmm. that, and for those we've lost, for those we've, as the title goes, for those we've loved (laughs) that we've lost over the last 18 months, you know, um, and haven't been able to properly mourn. I think for a lot of people, um, we've talked, I've talked a lot over the, obviously we chatted about it uh, last year. We talked a lot mm. about what was the soundtrack of 2020, what was the soundtrack yeah. of COVID. Um, I think this is the soundtrack of the beginning of the end. Um, I think this is a project that a lot of people will look back on. And even though it's released in March of 2021, it will be inter- interlinked forever with the COVID crisis and everything that's gone before, even though it is such a personal album to David, I think it's something that a lot of people have, have felt over the last couple of, couple of months. Yeah, and I suppose that's always the amazing thing with music, you know, an artist will write something and release something for themselves nine times out of 10, you know, like, and mm. that's always the best art, but it's what makes it a step above the rest is if someone else can relate to it, right? If someone else can go, okay, I haven't been through what David Balfe has been through, but my own experience and like what you're saying about like COVID and like the last year and a half, like that my own experience can be like, as you said, like theme track, like with this album. And I think that that's very true. And it comes at a very poignant time in the COVID crisis of like, you know, this is broadcasting in England and the vaccines over there are flying and Mm. we're, not <laughs> and we're salty about it to be honest but um i think that yeah listen it's, it's a fantastic album or i guess i wanted to just jump straight in i to be honest mm. with and we'll just go track by track but like 
um, it's important, if you haven't listened to this album at this point, I'll just say it's electronic, spoken word with a lot of sampling and mm. done very respectfully and very like intelligently so mm. a lot you know of it... that meme do you know that meme i'm not sure if you're on tiktok or anything but you know that um, meme of have you seen the one where the, it's phil collins in the studio and he's recording the tarzan soundtrack and then someone comes in and going shit why is he going this hard <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, did you tell him this is for Tarzan? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the, yeah. the kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. you're right. I think that this is, yeah, exactly. So I think that's a perfect way of putting this. Is just that it, it goes hard, man, and like you know, come along for the ride if you want to. But it is, it's mm-hmm. a tough album. But um, again, I know that like I've I've said it already, but this is going out in, into England, and a lot of the a big influence from this album as well when it came to production and to writing was Mike Skinner from the streets, and like mm. you can hear it at spoken word. Now Mike Skinner is far more of the, I suppose I'm going to get killed for this, but for the Alex Turner frame of mind of writing something a very like you know menial thing that happens on a night out, and yeah. then fantastic like right, making a beautiful song about it. Yeah, I whereas, said postcard today or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas when it comes to David Balfe and for those I love, like it's it's far more like oh yeah, this is this is the God's honest truth of what happened in a very, very dark time in my life. Mm. So it does it does come across like that. So if, for people who haven't listened to the album, that's like expect that, to be honest. The first mm. song on it, I have a love. You've said it already that like it comes up a few times throughout the album. It's coming from like the, you know, from from Paul Curran and the experiences that David went through when after his passing. And um, and there's a fantastic version of this on the um, Jules Holland show, later with Jules mm. Holland. And at the end of it, he holds up a Kulox, like red, like, you know, mm. Shelburne's FC flag, which was a huge part in the relationship between Paul Kern and David Balfe was that they would go to football matches. And then I think David said recently that up until COVID, he was like religiously going. And it was a mm. very small part in their in their life but something that's so like integral and important to him today you know and it's one of those Mm. things that carries through for people who've listened to Nilo for people who've like gone down that like all the leaves are falling and you've listened to all the like interludes and stuff where um, Nilo is just chatting about tubs of grease (laughs) if you've if you if you've listened to the album you know what I'm talking about and there's a lot of that within this that kind of gets like focused in on and then like blown up by 10 and I think like I Have a Love is the first time that you probably noticed that like for the rest of the album what, what did you think of I Have a Love well what, what can be said is it's an incredible song um, as you said um, featured over and over again it really is the, the lead single for the mm. for the whole project um, if there was a song that ever encapsulated for those I love it would be that one um, Obviously, you hear the chants and, and the, the voice notes throughout the, literally throughout the album are absolutely really well used and really well placed. Um, I believe there's one at the very end of this track um, or at the very start of the last one. Um, uh, it's just one of those things with Spotify. I don't know where one starts and the, the other yeah, yeah, yeah. ends. Um, but uh, look, it's fantastic. Um, I think the... for artists in general i think there is a temptation at times to go overboard with instrumentation but i think it's it's his use of space in this track in particular and the use of absence of sound that were really really good um really fantastic really stick with you um 
and yeah, I think that's something that we've seen throughout the we'll see throughout the project. But yeah, this is one of the harder hitting tracks, um, and it really does set a good groundwork for the rest of the project. Absolutely, it does. And then it goes straight into you stayed to live. And there's a lot of, I'm going to say this as well, just so people can kind of get this. There's a lot of, there's, I think, of three or four of the songs on the album that have like two titles, if that makes sense. It's kind of like two projects put together. It's nine times out of 10. I think for most of the tracks, it's four and a half minutes of the first title with the like the outro being the second title so for what i mean by that is on this song it's you stayed for slash to live which i'm not going to keep saying forward slash because it just rips the beauty and art out of it completely so i'm just going to call it you stayed to live so i think this is where the, there might have been like a sampling issue yesterday uh, but the reason i keep coming back to that is because it really mattered when you were trying to listen to the album because it's a story and this whole like this was just another chapter in like the relationship with him himself and uh, Paul Curran. And it, 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 like, I think this is one of the tracks that really focuses in on that relationship. Mm. And you can really hear it and you can hear it too what David is, is like poetically talking about and how he makes everything kind of correlate together and keep circling back to that. Um, yeah, but yeah, another beautiful track on the album. Mm, no absolutely and the same can be said for a lot of them um yeah. obviously it all centers around the relationship uh with paul but like there are times where it kind of chops and changes between times where he's grieving his loss and then he's just speaking about his friend there's a mm. line um i believe it's this track or to have where he's talking about the time he lit a couch on fire and that he'd give That's anything right, yeah. to he'd give anything to to watch anything on fire with his friend as long as as long as he was there um mm. and that like obviously you have the symbolism with the warmth of the fire and the warmth of the friendship um uh, the fact that he could literally be burning a sweet wrapper as long as his friend there wouldn't matter how big the flame was um at the end of the day the flame is just a distraction to what's actually going on um but there are just incredible lines like that, like everywhere, nearly on every track has a standout line, a standout, I don't want to say bar, because this is very much not a rap album, but it is rap yeah. in its pure sense, in the case that it is rhythm and poetry, and what a bit of poetry and what a bit of rhythm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of these tracks, I mean, we could go through the, tr the, pr the project track by track, but I feel that the best way to do it would just be to to listen to it because you'll find yourself just it's like as i say of a lot of albums like a river it just flows and so seamlessly you won't even notice where you're going um and all of a sudden it'll be done can i just comment on the fact 46 minutes it absolutely flies um yes. it's one of the best timed albums i think i've ever seen you don't mm -hmm. feel it going at all um first like you start off i have a love next thing you know you're on the shape of you which is kind of where the album turns a little bit gets a little bit darker uh, at that stage yeah um but yeah no i would like what could be said we can mm -hmm. go through the track track by track but i really i really do think that we couldn't give it justice in what it's doing and the power that it has it and really the relationship people will have with it you know mm -hmm. like we it's very easy for us to tell to spend the next 10 15 minutes just talking about how it's about friendship but it's more than friendship it's more than that it's about the power of community the power of family the power of support networks um i've recently started taking like 
finished training for a support network, a famous support network, green, green banners everywhere. You know the number, you've seen the number, it's printed on the back of students' cards and, and bus, bus pamphlets across the country. Um, and right now there is a really, it's about just being alone, the whole project. And at the moment there is a crisis of being alone. People mm. are calling us because and calling these support services, be it the one I'm working with or others, um, that just everything they want to do is just stopped. There are elderly people who have found themselves alone, truly alone for the very first time in March last year and haven't been able to escape since then. Um, and I think that's really what the whole album is about. It's just that fear of being alone. And similar to what we're going through right now, he doesn't know when it will end. Um, mm. Obviously, with, with Paul Kern, uh, that loss will always be there, but there is a, an extent where you are waiting for, I don't want to say the grief to pass, but for the, the initial flood to, to waver a little bit and for emotions to kind of seep down a tad. Um, and that's what a lot of people are going through. You know, they're just waiting for things to start up again. People are trying to get their lives back on track while everything around them is going in flames. And I just think this is what this this whole project is about until about until about the shape of you. Yeah. And there are like you're right with the shape of you, because from what I could listen to it, it, it you know, my understanding of it and like hopefully you can like either back me up or completely go against me <laughs> as to what what this is about but from what i heard i've listened to it a few times and what i can get it's it, it must be a post od or a post like mm. traumatic experience with caused from drugs and that like that's really and as you said what what more can we say about it it does take a seriously dark turn there but i think one of the one of the best songs on the album for me personally was uh, to have you, which is the third song on the album. Mm. It's it's I it's one of the most I know we're like what we're talking about like and it's it's very like it is quite a, a deep like dark album. We've said that a few times already, but I think that this is one of the like one of the I suppose shining light songs on the album. One of them that is like uplifting because it just has this like amazing like two minute intro there's a man screaming french at some point and um, like for the whole like for the first part and he doesn't start actually like talking and and like you know pretty much rapping as mm. you said it's not really rapping but it's not a rap album but he doesn't start that until like two minutes into the song mm. which is just like this isn't a radio album this isn't a radio song mm. this is like my honest artwork that i'm putting out into the world and i suppose one of the most important things to know about this album is how well it's being received everywhere it's gotten four mm. or five stars everywhere you go everywhere you turn you're just yeah. seeing fantastic ranting raving yeah. about it like you can move as you said like you know there are still definitely like um light-hearted parts of the album like and most of them are like involved in the intro you know like top scheme mm. is it starts with a northern irish fella roaring about like how punk rock is being is dead and then mm. you expect this to go into like a power riff like blizzard style kind of like you know yeah um like really punk song and then it ends up going into like again in a fantastic electronic song and him singing like the northern irish guy is talking about like arc bar for, mm. for the first like 30 <laughs> seconds so i yeah i know what you mean and i know what you're saying and i just think that like it is one of those albums I did want to get you on to talk about it because I think that 
people need to be open and need to be talking about what's happening. And even if they're taking like the positive away from this, then that's a fantastic thing. And like listening to an album, like, I don't know about yourself, but for me, when I was listening to the album, by the time, by the time I was finished listening to the album, excuse me, by the time I was finished listening to the album, um, I actually felt uplifted and like, you shouldn't because like listen to what we've mm. been talking about for the last like 10 minutes it's like it's it's a dark album there's so much mm. to it but i don't know i just feel like there was an incredible amount of um progress from from david above from from the first yeah. song to the last song there had been an incredible movement there that he has mm. this is him in a in a grieving process this mm. is him getting through it and i'm not saying that he's like Oh, everything's Gucci fine now, brother. Like you yeah. know, like not you know, this like we're all living in a happy world. We're not, but we're also okay with knowing that. And that's just mm. one of the fantastic things on the album. I want to talk to you about the uh, sampling on mm. the album a bit as well, because there was a fantastic amount of it. I wasn't too sure of it. I know Nile Nine has a article, has an article yeah. about all the different um, sampling, and I flicked through it briefly, but I wasn't, I wasn't too sure. I don't know if you can kind of fill me in, but I know the last track on the album, for example, like Leave Me Not Love, um, has Jackson C. Frank on it as well. Like in that last, I think there's a, there's a verse being spoken by someone who sounds like David Bowie also sounds like, you know, like it could be in yeah. Joy Division, but it's not, it's, it's, it's Jackson C. Frank, but there's also like Joy Division, Joy, Joy Division sampling here as well. Like, were you kind of, when you were listening to it and you heard like all of these like samplings, did that like want you to make make you listen to it more or did it take away from the album? If I'm honest, I didn't really notice. Uh, okay. There were times <laughs> where I just, uh, I can't say I'm the biggest Joy Division fan or ever listened to them religiously. Okay. So if there had been a sample, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. Um, but what I found most interesting is the idea of, what is creativity? What is art? You know, um, mm. for a lot of people, art is something you take inspiration from, um, some more than others, obviously. Um, but there is a case in this project for, like, every week we hear of a story, be it on Spin or on the entertainment section of RT2FM, where they're just like, some, someone is suing someone else for like a riff. Uh, or something like that you know Um, and that's understandable like if the if it's just completely like you know Pharrell Williams Um, (laughs) but you know there there's on this project you wouldn't they're completely different contexts I mean yeah yeah they've completely taken this idea this only a small section of a track and they've completely turned it on its head given it a completely new meaning and you wouldn't if you hadn't been told it's a sample you wouldn't know it's a sample and that's really interesting and really important and really a testament to how well the project as a whole is produced you know how the electronic segments that aren't samples are made and how everything is done and how there isn't a case of you know sometimes you get you know on big pop albums when you get to the hit single and it feels like it stands out you know like it's definite turning point and the last three tracks are rubbish or whatever there isn't that that here um, in the sense that you don't just hear a recognizable riff and go, oh, yeah, and start thinking about that riff or whatever, you know, mm. or where that riff originated. It is definitely much part of the project. And really, really, you it's it's amazing what he's done and everything. Um, and uh, no, it didn't take it away from me at all. In fact, it kind of it drew me in even be- even more. Yeah. 
I agree. I, I was in the same vein. I was just, I was brought in and draw, like drawn in with the album from knowing that like, again, this is this another thing that make this album fantastic because it was like every turning point was like, there was meaning behind everything, you know, that kind of way. It's like, there was a reason why it got re-released. There was a reason why there's sampling, you know, there's like, mm. there's constant, there's constant reasoning behind everything that he was doing behind the album, which just made it, and in general, fantastic album. And I don't mm. know, like, to be honest, I think like that's that's the perfect way of describing this album. It's just that like, yeah. I think that's that's pretty much as much as, as we could probably say about the album. But I want to know out of interest, is there is there any point of like giving this out of ten? Like, can we do that to this album or would it be fair? Um no, I don't think you really can. <laughs> okay. Um, sure, you could review it critically. Yeah. Um, in which case, you'd probably say, um, in relation to on the same metric that we do other albums, mm. there is a case that. Um, have you ever? Have you ever like? Have you do? Are you interested in Marvel movies? I have a relative like interest i don't go to i've never i don't think i've ever seen a marvel film in the cinemas i watched them mm. if they were on but why <laughs> um because there is a temptation here to when you watch a marvel movie you feel like you have to have watched the last 10 or the last 20 mm. to have understood what's going on yeah um and there is a case to be made that in order to fully understand this album you have to be aware of the story. Like there is no point where the story is really explained. Um, you know, there are aspects where, okay, you hear a voice note and he talks about grief, but you don't know, is it is that his cousin on the other end of the, on the voice note, you know, you don't know mm. really what's going on. You don't really realize the significance of the football chants, uh, of the references, the references mm -hmm. to Belgium, um, things like that. Um, so there is a case that this is an album that you definitely do need to have done your back work. You need to have done your homework to fully explore and to fully accept same way that you would. Uh, District wrote a really incredible piece. Uh, very recently, I believe they released it yesterday um, by Dylan Murphy again, where he interviewed uh, David mm. um, and gave a really interesting analysis into each of the tracks. And there is a case to be made that you do it is an album that you can't just chuck on and, and leave. You do need to learn yeah. around it or you just won't get it. Um, so that could be, you could criticize it for that very reason. It isn't very, I don't want, I don't want to say user-friendly, but you know, if you're, if you're not clued into the game, you're, you're not going to get it, you know? Mm. Um, there's also critiques, like there are points where, you know, tracks like, um, the myth there are some tracks that maybe go on a little bit too long you know in that middle section that middle middle third um but then you have tracks like birthday to pain uh leave me not love that mm -hmm. just make it all worth it and in particular track birthday to pain um i believe if i remember correctly that was the track you named as the yeah. best single for the first half of the year or the first quarter mm -hmm. um and in the context of the album it's absolutely fantastic i mean that line in the middle where uh, it goes you don't really care as long as it has a bounce it, it, the song has a bouncy chorus and then you kind of realize oh shit have i been listening to this album the wrong way the whole time mm. and that kind of forces you to go back and re-listen to everything that's gone before mm. um is absolutely outstanding that's that is 
an incredible track. It would be an incredible track for any artist, regardless of the context yeah. of the album of where of where it's sat in the album. Um, but yeah, there there are moments like that to just make everything worth it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. all the study, all the reading around it, all the 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 reference hunting, all the sample hunting. Uh, it, it really is an album that is a joy to listen to and a joy to to be a part of this moment uh, in Irish music. Absolutely, and. Do you, I, I've, this is a double, double bar question really. So do you reckon it will be on the top list for album of the year by the end of this year? Yeah. Do you reckon I it'll think be on it, your top hmm? five? Do you reckon it'll be on your on top five? my top five. It depends how the summer goes. It really, it really does. Depends it on really the does. Scene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It depends on how much we can actually okay. live to a certain extent. Okay. Know? Okay. Um, because if, if this is another year where we're going from lockdown to lockdown, maybe having a week or two in between where we can maybe travel 10 kilometers or whatever, Wild. Um, this Wild could concept. very easily, yeah, exactly. But yeah. It, it could very easily happen. Mm-hmm. This will most certainly be, if not number one, then the top three, because it, it captures that moment so well. And yeah. if I'm, if I can't think of an example at the moment, but if Kanye West released an album, that is a very communal experience that you do kind of need to have people around to discuss and things like that, mm-hmm. um, that you don't really need for this album. You can you yeah. do all your homework yourself and, and really live with it yourself the way people have been doing for the last couple of months. Absolutely. Well, I think normally at this point that we, we, we would throw a number down on the album, but I think we, we might skip right past that because I don't think mm. it deserves it. I do want people to go and listen to this album. Mm. And I know we talk quite deeply about it. And again, you know, it's a bit dark, but I do think it's seriously worth listening to. If you're afraid that maybe it's a bit intimidating because I was a bit intimidated from for those I love, like originally like a couple of months ago, because he's a very intimidating artist, just for the power that goes behind his music. Start with the birthday, the pain. Mm you know start there and then stop <laughs> and then yeah start there and then immediately stop and then like go and listen to the whole album and hopefully you, you'll find some enjoyment out of that but before you go i will ask you um what you're currently listening to at the moment or if there's any other fantastic listening um, worth mentioning it's been we're speaking on what the 2nd of april um it's been a shallow week in terms of irish releases mm-hmm. um so this this mostly has been what I've been listening to. Okay. Otherwise, I've been listening to a bit of a bit of Kanye. I've been listening to a lot of stuff around a lot of podcasts around Falcon and the Winter Soldier, personally. Um, okay, okay, things like that. Um, and then what else am I listening to? It's 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 tough, you know. It's it really is a time where you kind of do have to go back to what you were listening to for three or four years ago to kind of lift the spirits album that okay. you're connected to in the past and yeah and kind of lift it up that way but uh this has mostly been in i'd say okay fantastic well thank you very much for joining me on the show and my I pleasure hope... thank you so much for having me sorry for yeah. blathering on not at all that's what you're here for <laughs> it's i could take 10 minute break while you do a bit of blathering it was fantastic i had a cup of coffee it was a great day it's only outside what more do you want like do you know what i mean it's april exactly <laughs> exactly okay listen thanks a million Gary, and we'll my chat pleasure. to you again soon Take care. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you so much to Kaylin Coffee for joining me for that review of the For Those I Love album. Make sure you go check that out on Spotify and Apple Music. We're going to move it on now to the last three tracks on the album. And the first one comes from a band called The Left Backs, who are originally hailing from Northern Ireland. 
Uh, the left backs consist of three Belfast-born lifelong friends who draw from an array of influences such as the Strokes, Nirvana, the Libertines, the Ramones. Through fuzzy guitars, raw vocals and blistering drums, the left backs have exploded onto the Liverpool scene with their hard-hitting take on indie rock. They have amazing catalogue of music on Spotify that I highly recommend checking out. We've constantly been over and back whenever they're releasing new singles and everything. I was always delighted to hear from them. And this is the reason why. This is the feeling from the left backs. What? 
And before that, we had the left backs bringing us this feeling. Thank you so much to everyone who's been sending me in their tracks on my Twitter, or you can catch me at Mac 123 And yeah, there's been an incredible amount of music coming through. So if you want your songs played, make sure you get in contact with me there and I'll see what I can do. And um, that track there was coming from Daniel McCarthy, who is a very busy musician from what I can see. He'll be releasing around 10 songs. Um, got Stonewall, Valentine, they were released already this year. and friend of a friend was already released in, in April so just gone there a couple of weeks back and the rest of the songs will be released intermittently throughout the year so we're very excited to hear what else comes from them. Finally in the show we're going to end it off with a new song called X underscore O from a band called Ghost Club who have sent me in a track called X underscore O and um, the song mixes a jangle of surf guitar, groovy bass lines and hip hop inspired beats to create a unique chill in the sound it's quite low five vibes but i think it is a bit more than that and i just really wanted to play it as the outro for the song today as well so thanks a million for those guys to send in, for sending it in and thank you all for listening and i'll make sure to keep my twitter inbox open and i'm very excited to see what songs i'm going to be able to play 
next month. Thanks very much for listening to the Mac Music Radio Show with me, your host, Darren McNulty. Thank you.